Praise the Lord. Good to see everyone out this morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Uh, want to uh, begin by saying that uh, uh, come to come to mind as uh, preparing for the message <clears throat> this morning what the Lord would have me speak on. Um, the uh, the movie we watched seemed kind of different as me. The uh, the homeless man in the movie, and it was based on a true story, uh, but he had, a, he had a statement that he made that is so much very true, and it stuck with me, and it's uh, precious to Jesus is important to the devil, and that is so very true, and we are all precious to Jesus. There's not a one of us that's not precious to the Lord, but it being precious to Jesus, it makes you also important to the devil. You're very important to the devil, so that means he's not going to let up on you. He's 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 not going to let up. If anything, he's going to attack you more. If anything, he will attack you more. But uh, that has stuck with me, and I, and I thought about that, and I still think about that, and it's very much true uh, that being precious to Jesus is important to the Lord. And also this morning, it's already been mentioned uh, uh, by Brother Bobby and uh, past, Pastor uh, spoke of it too about um, going to God first uh, in each and everything that we do. And without going to God first, it goes in line with uh, the message that I will hopefully bring forth this morning uh, that I have. So we're going to turn to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to read the first four verses. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 11, beginning at 1. Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly, and indeed you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But as I fear... But I fear lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Praise the Lord. With that uh, text this morning, I'd like to speak on, if I may, uh, on something called deception steals souls. Deception does steal souls. And that's what the devil wants to work on. That's what he is working on. It's, it, it goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. He's going to deceive as many people as he can. His, that is his main focus, is deception, deceiving God's people. And that's what comes into line with what was said this morning about putting God first. If we don't put God first in everything we do, we're opening a door for deception. We're opening a door for Satan or some, some of his minions to come in and put deceptive practices and thinking in our mind that if we don't put God first, let us pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you today. We give you praise and glory for being King of kings and Lord of lords, and we thank you for the service thus far. Lord, and as we attempt to read your word, Lord, we believe in it wholeheartedly and trust in you. And Lord, give us the strength today to put it forth as you see fit and open our ears and hearts, Lord, that we can see what you want us to have said today in the name of Jesus. Let the church say, 
Amen. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. So, so deception steals souls, and it goes all the way back to the to the Garden of Eden where it first transpired and happened. But uh, on uh, May twenty first in nineteen seventy nine, Charlie Daniels' band released "The Devil Went Down to Georgia." Now, some of y'all may know that song. Uh, it was a number one hit single for Daniels, and it talked about how the devil aspired to steal the soul of a young, name, young man named Johnny. And he was willing to uh, make a deal with him. You know, the devil was in a bind because he's way behind and willing to make that deal. So that's what was going on in the song. It's, it, you know, it was intended to be sort of a comical song, but nonetheless, very true in some ways. So Johnny was willing to risk his soul for this golden fiddle, so he took the bet. And in the song, Johnny and the devil bowed it out, and Johnny did indeed win his golden fiddle in that, in that particular song. But I want to tell you today that the devil, he's still in a bind. He's still trying to make deals and steal souls, and he's not going to let up. He's not going to let up. He's still working as many deals as he can try to work. He's still trying to deceive as many as he can deceive. And by way of our thinking a lot of times, by way of our thinking, uh, it's believed that many musicians have, have made deals with the devil and, and achieved great success for fame. It's, uh, there, you can uh, look up that on Google or look it up on the Internet, and you'll find several musicians that is believed to have tried, made some deal with the devil. And we know that uh, Lucifer was over music in heaven. It was his ch- that was his charge of what he did. He was, he was over the music. So thus, and he's also the prince of the power of the air. So he has the ability to, you know, make people think a certain way, put certain lyrics in songs. That's why we as not only children of God, our young people, everyone needs to be very cautious and aware, aware of what music lyrics they listen to. It goes across all genres. You've got to be so careful on what you listen to and what you let go in your ear. Those lyrics of some of that music is stuff nobody needs to be listening to. Nobody has any, especially children of God. Claim to be born-again Christians. Don't be putting that junk in your head. That is opening up a door for deception of the devil. And that's how he steals a lot of our children. He gets in their minds. They listen to this junk. And he, that's how he, whoo, glory to God, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's so much true. That's how he gets to so many people. Yes. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. He's doing his very best to break up families, yes. destroy faith in Jesus, and pollute the bride of Christ. He's trying so very much to do this today in this time. It's, it's so very evident if you keep up with uh, news and things that goes on from day to day, it's almost, you can't. You can't pinpoint one thing out over the other about, and you just it goes straight to your mind. Well, there's the devil at work again. You know, with things he's trying to do. One example of this was just recently, last week, you may have heard about it. Associate pastor of a Methodist church in the Chattanooga area lost her right to preach after she had married a gay couple. Now, Methodist church is still against that. They are still against it, so they, they took her license or ability to preach away because she had performed this ceremony. So, and this, this is what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to use leaders, preachers, people, and people that's supposed to be 
teaching the word and going forth that way. He's trying to use them to get to your soul, to to deceive you. Many false teachers are out there, and the devil will use them to corrupt all that he can do. And one, one way that this happens and transpires in this deception is the belief that once saved, always saved is okay. I'm here to tell you, and there to tell everyone out listening, once saved, always saved, ain't going to jive with Christ. It's not going to work. It's not, it's not you can get saved and then go live and do whatever you want to do, and you always go, well, it's okay because I got Jesus. It's okay because I'm saved. That don't work. It ain't once saved, always saved. You, once you're saved, you better strive to live a better life for Christ because you can lose that. You, you can lose it. It ain't once saved, always saved. That is, that is a false deception of the devil, and it will take people's souls to hell by believing that. You, you, better, you better not believe that. Your soul will be lost if you believe just because you go and kneel down and ask for forgiveness, maybe been baptized, but then you go off and you leave God and you think, well, it's all right because I can still do what I want to do. Chain positions are changing within the church. Doctrination is changing within the church. You better be careful. You better be careful. It's one saved, always saved does not work. And, you know, uh, going back to uh, our scripture text of uh, uh, 2 Corinthians, you know, this was Apostle Paul. He knew this so well. Uh, his second letter to the church at Corinth, Paul finds that the church there had false teachers in it. They were stirring up the people against him, claiming he wasn't qualified to be an apostle. So he was forced to defend his conduct, his character, and his calling as an apostle of Christ. The devil was attacking what Apostle Paul was trying to establish in Corinth with getting the church going for the Lord. He knew that the church was growing, and, it, and the devil was working to destroy the efforts there of Paul. So let's, uh, let's read verse uh, 2 again. And, we, and this is Paul's writing here and how he's telling. Remember why we said precious to Jesus? And listen to what Paul was saying again. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Paul is saying, I'm so concerned for your souls. I'm so uh, jealous and with a godly jealousy for your souls and your well-being. I don't want you polluted with his false teachings, his false doctrines. You have got to stay a chaste virgin. Would this mean a pure virgin, someone pure and holy to the Lord? Paul, Apostle Paul was trying to tell them that because there were false teachers that were trying to change things, trying to go back and say he wasn't fit to be preaching, trying to turn the people on him. And he felt like he had to make some change, go and write this letter and try to get, try to get things changed. But it turned around that the majority of them repented and come back to what Paul had said. Not all did, but some did. And in verse 3 it says, But I fear lest somehow as a serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds, your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Right. That lets us know again, once again, that it's every, the devil can get into your mind if you don't stay pure and holy and think on things of God. He can get into your mind and change some things and, and cause you to not be that pure virgin for Christ that you're supposed to be, the body of Christ as we're supposed to be. We do not need to be a polluted body of Christ. We're supposed to be pure and holy, pure and holy. And we, go, we, want, to, uh, we want to read Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12 and 2, if you'll put that up. Glory to the name of the Lord. 
And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So don't be conformed to the world. Don't do what the world's doing just because they start changing some things and saying it's all right. You know, gay marriage is all right. We need to change it in the doctrine. We need to change some things. It's okay for you to, to be with the, the, uh, the same-sex person if you want to be. You need to be aware of these changes that's going to take in place. Do not be conformed to this world. You've got, we've got to be a pure body of Christ. We've got to be that pure body of Christ. Because it, you need to, and you do that, you transform the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Yeah. What does this mean? We need to stay in our Bible. We need to stay in our Bible. We always need to be uh, reading the Word and having God show us what's right. And when we do that and we stay focused on Him, what do we do? We put God first. He'll show us the way. He'll show us what truth is. The truth is in the Word. The truth is in the Word, and we have to stay focused on our Lord and Savior. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to His name. Praise the Lord. We have to stay pure and holy and acceptable to Jesus and serve the one true God. The devil is so sly and sneaky and crafty that if we ain't, if we don't put God first and we're not careful, he'll trick us just like he did Eve. He will trick us so much, just as it was referenced to in verse 3 there uh, by the Apostle Paul. So let's read Genesis chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, out of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat it nor shall you touch it, lest you die. So here we find that this is where the first deception was taking place in the Garden of Eden uh, by the serpent uh, with Adam and Eve. And, you know, we read this, we wonder why did Adam and Eve let this happen? Why did they let the serpent deceive them when they had everything in the garden? They had need of nothing, want of nothing. They They were there doing what God wanted them to do. But they didn't realize what the serpent's intention was because they had not, before they had take, partaken of the fruit, so they had, didn't have that knowledge. They couldn't see what was taking place and how the, how, uh, the, the uh, serpent was trying to deceive them. And see, a lot of times as Christians, we don't see that coming. Even though we're Christians and been born again, sometimes we don't see what's taking place. It catches us off guard. That's why we need to be wholeheartedly focused on Jesus. But uh, they didn't realize this. But the devil was in the garden, and he wanted to take away what they had in God. Right from the start with Adam and Eve, the devil wanted to take away what they had in God. And can I tell you, he wants to take away what we have in God, too. He is so jealous and upset for what we have, he wants to take that away. And he knows he can use deception to do it. He knows he can use that as a tool to try and steal your soul. He wants so much for that. Now, we all know with Adam and Eve that this, what the devil had done, he, was, he had success with this when Adam and Eve and his deception with them. And because he had a success at that time, 4,000 years later, he thought he would try it again when the second Adam came. He thought he would try it again. So we find here that 
we're going to go to Matthew chapter 4 and begin at, at verse 1. And we're going to read about the temptation of Jesus, you know, as he's called the second Adam. You know, first Adam being the flesh, they fell susceptible to uh, Satan and that serpent that... Uh, uh, he was able to deceive them, and they partook of the fruit. Sin entered in, and that resulted in the uh, their uh, spiritual and physical deaths. Also, you know, when that took place, that's when their spiritual and physical deaths took place. Now, the devil, like I said, he wanted to try it again with Jesus when when Jesus came on the scene. And as we read in, in verse one, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness. Notice that led up by the Spirit. We know Jesus had the Spirit in him. We know that him we know that he had into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. You think you could go forty days and forty nights? Does that seem physically possible to a human being? But this, Jesus did this. He fasted forty days, forty nights, and it says here afterward he was hungry. I bet he was really hungry. Now, we can't, we can't look at this and, and try to, you know, ponder it or diminish it and say, I don't, I'm not real sure about this, 40 days, because even though he was very much a man, he still went on the cross. He still was, he still was a, a man with flesh, and he, he felt all the pain of the, the thorns, the crown of thorn, those lashes they gave him, the beatings he gave him. So, you know, just because in our mind we're kind of, we're thinking 40 days, that's because they know you can't go very long without food or water. You can't go very long, but Jesus did that. Now the tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What's the word of God? Right here. Right here. You, that's why you don't have to worry about eating bread. Is you have the word of God to go to. The, then the devil took him up into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. So he, now he's trying deception. He's try, he's, he's try, the devil's trying to, trying to go back to what Jesus said at first. It is written. Now the devil's trying to say, Okay, I'll use this. It is written, He shall give... His angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Trying to tempt him, trying trying to sneak it in and, and, tell, and you know get Jesus to do this, uh, to be disobedient. And Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The Lord your God, you shall not tempt. And we go on to the third temptation. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, All these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Glory to the name of the Lord. Jesus finally had had enough. He'd finally been fed up. And he said, away with you, Satan. Get out of here. I'm done with you. I'm tired of here. After that third temptation, I'm not taking this no more. Get out of here and go on. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. We find here that, that Satan is tempting Jesus while he was in the wilderness, trying his best to get Jesus to be disobedient to his father. 
And like I said before, I bet that he figured since he was successful with Adam being in the flesh, he thought he was going to be successful with because Jesus was in the flesh. But he was so wrong. He was so wrong. Praise the name of the Lord. Because our flesh does win, does win us out a lot of times, right? We know we should do some things. We know we should read our Bible more. We know we should pray more. We know we should go to church more. But our flesh wins out on a lot of things. Our flesh overcomes what we know we need in our spirit. Amen? We know we need stronger spirituality. We know we need more of God and Jesus, but we let our flesh win out. You know, now, but, the, but in John 10 and 30, Jesus said, I and my Father are one. And this was one key factor that he had going for him during these temptations with him and his father being one. The devil tried three times to get Jesus to give in, but eventually Jesus had enough, said, away with you. I say today that we are like the first Adam in the flesh because we're of this world and we're born in sin. But if we have accepted, Je- we have accepted Jesus and been born again with the Holy Ghost in our life, we are like the second Adam in the fact that, Je- that just as Jesus rebuked the devil... And didn't disobey his father, we can too. That Holy Ghost inside of us can cause us not to be disobedient. That Holy Ghost inside of us can cause us to be strong, rebuke the devil, tell him to get away, tell him to flee, cause him pain instead of him causing us pain. We have that ability, we have that power in Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Sneaky, he's trying, he's trying to mess me up, <laughs> being sneaky, trying to hide my note on me. The reason why we can do these things is because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We have the power to do all things through Christ. We, have to, we can be strong and courageous. We can rebuke the devil. The devil is never going to stop trying to get God's people to be disobedient. Still souls from Jesus. That is so why it's so important to stay focused on Jesus, keeping our thoughts on him and in his ways and reading the, his word for guidance and strength. Let's look at um, 1 Peter verse uh, 1, beginning at verse 1, 1 Peter. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. Be ready and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We got to be ready. We got to have our mind, we got to have the girds of our loins of our mind up tight, rest ready in the word of the Lord, ready to do God's work, ready to uh, be sober-minded for him, letting his power and his strength work through us to help not only us, but to help others. We got to be strong for the Lord Jesus Christ. We got to be pure. Praise the name of the Lord. So this morning, I want us all to know and realize that regardless of what the tricks the devil pulls on us and how he tries to get us down and work our mind, he te- try to tell if this morning, if a devil's trying to tell you you're nobody, you're nothing, you can't do nothing, you'll never matter, you know, that is a lie. That is a deception from the devil. Don't accept it. Claim your victory in the Lord. Rebuke that devil. Re- rebuke Satan and tell him to get away from you. You are somebody. You're a child of the Most High God. 
And you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. Don't you let the devil lie to you. Don't you let the devil try and rob your soul. Don't you let the devil take precedence in your life. Don't, don't do it. You are a child of the Most High God. You can do anything through Christ. Don't let the devil run your life and control you. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God.